The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Six minutes past eight, Auditor General Terence Nombembe says a lack of committed leadership lies behind a sharp deterioration in financial management in municipalities. The latest audit report reveals that out of South Africa's 278 municipalities, only nine had clean audits, with three of these in the Democratic Alliance around Western Cape having improved to clean audit status. Total irregular expenditure amounted to 98 2 billion rand, while fruitless and wasteful expenditure reached 568 million rand for more than double from the previous year. The forum at 8 this morning, the question we asked, despite the Auditor General's report on municipalities, why does financial mismanagement persist? Uh, joining us in our C-Point studio is the Deputy Auditor General, Kimi Makwetu. A very good morning to you and thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Hi, good morning, Tabiso, and good morning to your listeners. Perhaps I should uh, first start uh, by asking you what your, what, what your feeling is, uh, the sentiment uh, at your offices when, when you see what the results are, that three years running, that you have what you call a, a regressed situation rather than an improving one. Um, Tapiso, as far as the, the, the improvements uh, and regressions are concerned, certainly it's an area that uh, is of concern uh, in the sense that what has also been achieved previously, if you look at these outcomes, we're commenting in our media release that we've, we've experienced about 51 reversals. Mm. These are now outcomes that were achieved only in 2010-2011, these 50. So which means that some of the controls that we had evaluated at the end of the previous cycle have suddenly gone backwards within a cycle of 12 months. Mm. So we believe that there are certain bigger things that need to be done among others to even sustain the ones that were achieved because in the space of chasing for these type of audit outcomes, we cannot allow a situation where we already get reversals of those we've achieved already. I, I think which is my point that out of 257 audited municipalities, 181 recorded 9.7 8 billion rand in unauthorized expenditure, nearly double the previous year. Do you feel like you're not making an impact or is it because there are still uh, kinks within the system that are not being dealt with? I think the, the bulk of the problem is the issues in the system that are not being dealt with. We've highlighted the areas that require the level of attention to fix uh, what we have here. If you look at some of these issues in the unauthorized expenditure, for example, you'll find many instances where the prescribed controls around supply chain management are not being uh, observed, as well as uh, certain practices in human resources as well. We we find situations where these ones also are not uh, adequately uh, developed as as controls in the system. So for as long as you have that and management and leadership in the institution does not respond decisively to put in place corrective measures in that environment, you will always find these numbers growing the way they are. And the fact that you have at least 6% of the auditees not even submitting their financial statements, is that as a result of not having time, enough time to collate the figures or, or just a disregard of uh, the work that you have to do? Um, so, so the, the issue of the, of the timely submission of financial statements is an event that in, in all instances is predictable in that the financial year is known and the activities that are happening in a 12-month cycle must lead to a situation where there is a report that is issued at the end of the year. 
So these ones that have not submitted clearly is also an indication of some breakdown in the basic day-to-day -day and monthly controls and procedures that need to be uh, introduced in all of these municipalities. So um, when we see some of the outstanding uh, audits, among others, we start asking ourselves the question, what is the purpose of the delay? You know, because we are no longer in a place where um, municipalities are not audited within the 12-month cycle. So one of the issues that we are flagging, if in fact we look at the subsequent outcomes of the ones that were not done, I think there were about 20 odd, many of them ended up in a disclaimer when they were subsequently uh, finalized, which suggests that, among other things, the reason they were not coming forth in time was because they were battling to find the necessary uh, documents and things to substantiate their transactions. But what is that? Poor record keeping, flouting of PM PFMA measures, or just, uh, you know, not the requisite skills at levels which are required to help, help you put together these figures? Yes, certainly. And, and, and the issue of uh, lack of discipline in keeping the documentation for transactions clearly is not something that requires any. Uh, high-level skill. It's a basic discipline institutionally that the, the, the executive leadership of the institution ought to observe all times because it is the same records that will be expected to be produced when an audit happens. So we are saying in our report here that uh, the entire system, including the councillors, must make it their uh, preoccupation to ensure that all of these disciplines are put in place. Because when we identified the root causes, we didn't want to flood the whole of local government with a multitude of things that must be sorted out, but we angled it in three areas. And those three areas are filling vacancies with people that are adequately trained to carry out the tasks in respect of uh, reporting on the activities of local government, but also to, to, to make sure that there's a system that is developed to, to report on the things that were done, because part of what is happening in the annual reports, you get a report on what is it that was achieved and done, and we're still battling to make sense of some of the stuff that gets given mm. to the audit. But the last one is also the, the ability of these institutions to observe all the laws and rules that apply to them. I'll go back to the issue of supply chain management. This 9.8, among others, in irregular expenditure comes as a result of processes and procedures not being followed fully. Okay. Before we look at the worst performing municipalities and the reasons behind that and also juxtaposing that against the Public Finance Management Act, I'd like us to, because obviously we want our listeners to take part in the discussion, to perhaps just go down to the, the, the wording, the, the understanding of what it means when we're talking about unauthorized, irregular or wasteful, the, the sanctions available at your disposal. Um, if I start with, with unauthorized expenditure, um, the expenditure that flows through the, 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 the public uh, institutions is, is normally appropriated through, through Parliament. And so the expenditure that then gets incurred ought to follow the appropriated funds. So if monies have not been appropriated up front, but uh, the institution finds reason to spend it, sometimes it's because of emergencies, there may well be floods and all sorts of things that were never anticipated at the time of, uh, 
of uh, putting in the budget, or maybe there was not enough contingency put in the in, in, in the plans uh, to fund that. So that normally falls in the area of unauthorized expenditure. And sometimes it can also be situations where the funds get used for something else that was never envisaged. So that's what we, we, we are highlighting there. So that's the unauthorized part. When you look at irregular expenditure, it's certainly funds that were authorized in the sense that they have been allocated based on a request for a budget, which is a budget allocated to achieve the annual performance plans. Now, if the methods and the system that is undertaken to spend that money does not pass the test in terms of the basic controls around uh, supply chain management, among others, that will fall into the realm of uh, irregular expenditure. Because what you are saying is that this expenditure was incurred in a manner that is not regular as prescribed in terms of the systems of internal control that must be followed. Now, the Auditor General lamenting also just the lack of consequences for poor performance and transgressions, that the fact that it's slowing down the improvement in local government audit outcomes. What systems are in place for people who are in charge of these auditing processes or to support them to ensure that not only do you rectify some of the problem areas that you've identified, but improve, improve the situation? Last year, when we, when we released uh, this report of the municipal audit outcomes, we, we also brought along with it a booklet that sets out the different rules as prescribed in the Municipal Finance Management Act that need to be followed in the event that somebody deviates from um, uh, an agreed prescript mm-hmm. or if their performance is less than what is desirable. So when we highlight the issue of lack of consequence, we have done a check in a number of places. For example, we'll, we'll evaluate um, breakdowns in a number of controls in a particular mm. environment, and then we test it against the existing laws. In many instances, we have found that no action has followed, even if a person has a persistent... Um, they persistently achieve disclaimers of opinion, for example, or they persistently achieve negative audit outcomes, we have found evidence that nothing really follows that person from a performance management discipline in the institution, despite the fact that there is clarity as to what are the steps that need to be taken to, to, to meet out those consequences. One of the things that also came out of the Auditor General's report last year and uh, I see is also featured this year is the use of consultants. I I did mention it, the lack of capacity, uh, but one of the things he said that at 73% of the auditees, vacancies in key positions and key officials without the minimum competencies and skills continued. That's a very high number. Certainly it's very high and uh, it's, it's, it's exactly... This that causes most of the municipalities to go out and seek the assistance of external service providers because in the place where you do not have these key positions in place, I mean, in the, in the general report we are analyzing the extent of this as far as the municipal manager positions are concerned, uh, the chief financial position, manager positions, as well as the supply chain management positions because we looked at these and thought that they are critical, those three to the achievement of better improvements within the institution. Now, obviously, when there are no people doing that job in terms of uh, the vacancy, as well as if there's somebody in the job, but their level of uh, 
technical competence mm. or their level of uh, ability to pursue and to put together a set of accounts is below the minimum required that category of people in some instances could easily become another vacancy if you like mm. you know because they are there in the job but what is required of them doesn't come true so obviously these institutions then opt to go out and find an external service provider who also once they come into the institution battle because they do not find an environment ready to provide them that which they must process so they bring in the technical expertise but the work that they need to to do is not in place or the people that they have to deal with do not have the necessary knowledge to find the information and to give them explanations for certain transactions. So when these consultants do their job, they're doing it based on what they're getting told because they have not been running that institution. So we find is even here that this help from consultants, even though it is available, but it is not being put to good use. We're going to take calls now, 0891 The question we're asking is, despite the Auditor-General's report on municipalities, why does financial mismanagement persist? If you want to call us, say, use that number, 0891 We'll take your SMSs on 34701. 34701, to add per SMS. We are available on Twitter as well, at AMLive on SAFM. That's our Twitter handle. And our email address, amlive at sabc.co.za. These are the tourists that spend at the shops, standing next to the school, that educates the children, that are part of the community, that serves the people, that work in the city, that has bright lights, that are powered by electricity, that comes from the grid, that's fed by the wind turbines we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. SMS 34701. Follow us for updates and have your say on our Facebook page, AM Live on SAFM. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 20 minutes past 8, uh, we're talking about the Auditor General's the latest release of uh, his report on the state of financial state of municipalities. Uh, for the third year running, he has basically has said the situation has basically, uh, you know, regressed. Just into, while there have been improvements, but there has been a regression uh, in, in places, as I mentioned earlier on, that, for instance, you have had total irregular expenditure amounting to 9.8 billion rand, fruitless and wasteful expenditure reaching 568 million rand. That's more than a double from the previous year. What is the problem? That's the question we're asking. 0891 Perhaps you work with municipalities. Perhaps uh, you are within municipalities. Perhaps it's just a matter of public perception. But obviously that's why we're speaking to the Deputy Auditor General Kimi Makwetu to break down the figures for us, crunch those figures for us, help us understand. Figile is CEO of Zandile Management Services. He's on the line. Good morning, Figile. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Well, thanks. How are you? No, I can't complain. So, what's your point of view on that question? You know, I've been listening to the uh, Auditor General. Deputy Auditor General, yes. Deputy Auditor General, mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep there before when I saw this report because whatever he's saying on radio today, it's, it's the truth, it's what is happening. But the only solution 
for this problem in South Africa because I'm a debt collector for municipalities. I see it every day of my life. The Auditor General should be the only person that employs municipal managers and CEOs and CFOs. I know I might step on other people's toes, but there's a lot of plumbers that have been converted into municipal managers today. I mean, I have, for instance, a contract in one municipality in Manzoba in the Lane Lady Brand. I've started to collect there three months ago. I haven't received my service level agreement because the CFO cannot draft an SLA. The billing systems of municipalities are so corrupted that they don't see the difference between people who have paid 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Let alone that, the only solution, for instance, I'm having a, a, a management system that needs to be introduced in the country, which municipalities will be able to monitor, where uh, the Auditor General will be able to monitor municipalities from his office. We need management systems that will monitor tenders, we need management systems that will monitor performance. We need management services that will uh, monitor payments. Now, what is the problem? It's not the Auditor General. He can audit, he can put booklet systems in place. The problem is deployment. And, and you, I suppose that's what we're asking, Figile, is, is hmm. why is it, despite these, uh, this gloomy picture painted by the Auditor General, that uh, the, the state of affairs can, continues, the status quo remains? Uh, you know what, I think, like I said now in the beginning, that is this deployment. I mean, we are costing, uh, for instance, my party. My political party has been compromised because of Ufigile has deployed his friend, and his friend is pushing the mandate, Kafigile, and he forgets. Sometimes you take a preschool principal to go and manage two billion rand. The man is going to die in that municipality. He's not qualified. He doesn't have skills. He's, he's incompetent. Let the Auditor General run the municipality so that tomorrow when we blame, we must blame him. Now today, it's easy for us to stand there and say we blame Jacob Zuma, for example, or we blame Fikile, for example. The problem is us. We deploy the wrong people. We don't advertise. We deploy. How can you give someone who's managing a school, who cannot manage 2,000 rand of school fees in a school principal to manage 2 billion in, in a municipality? So you we down the line, I, I, I would like to ask you more questions. Let's go to other hmm. callers, though. Um, let's go to Mike in Cape Town. You say we go around in circles every time. Hi, Mike. Okay, Mike doesn't seem to be there. Let's try Devon in KZN. You say you also agree that the problem is cardiac deployment. Hi, Devon. Hi, Miss Happy. Yes, hi. Who am I speaking yes. to? Is that Devon? Yes, this is Devon speaking. Hi, Devon. I look, uh, I pre- the previous caller beat me to the punch, but you know what? I'll go a little uh, and see that the problem is not just cardiac deployment. But you have, hello? Yes, we're listening, Devin, you can keep talking. Yeah, hi, you see, you you need to have competent people, and you cannot have a ruling party that just deploys people based on political loyalty. People who end up in these jobs must have the interest of delivering services to the poor and to the people. We have a lot of service delivery protests, and the pressure is building, and we're sitting on a time bomb here. If we are going to be interested in these things simply because of, uh, you know, we subscribe to crony capitalism, the least we can do is to deliver to the poor and to the people. You know, in that way, nobody will even bother if you are filling your pockets. But 
if you don't deliver basic services to people, they're going to hold you accountable, and the backlash is going to become increasingly more violent. All right. Thanks, Devin. Martha in the Eastern Cape. Uh, good morning, Sepiso. Good morning, Mama Sunshine. Sepiso, um, well, my darling, how are you? Well, thank you. Okay. Sepiso, the speaker before this one has actually said most of the things that I wanted to say. You see, the people that are deployed in these offices of the municipality, like the CFOs and so on, they just deployed. They are not qualified to do this job. They are so incompetent. And sometimes I even wonder if there's any on-job training, whatever, for instance, we know these people come around here, and when you go to the office and query something, you find that this person is supposed to be heavy, is just blank, and you end up dictating to the person what to do, you see? And also, at the end of the day, they don't know what they're supposed to do, and then they hire accountants outside the office, outside the hotel, and wasting a lot of money to people. I'm really worried about the people that are deployed in these offices. They're not qualified to do the job. Thank All you right, very thank much. you very much. And, uh, well, let's continue with our conversation. Uh, Mr. Makwetu, what do you think? I mean, I, I did mention, you know, ahead of the calls that w- we need to differentiate between perception. I mean, if you look at the municipal productivity index of the top and worst performing metros, districts and municipalities, one of the things it says is that it's not reflective directly of the performance of local authorities and therefore it's incorrect to suggest that top or bottom ranked municipalities are the best or worst managed. Uh, how do we differentiate between um, perception and then we'll, we'll get to the issue of uh, what the powers of the Auditor General ought to be? Um, I'm not too sure if I know the answer to this question, so let me try. Uh, I think what is what is coming through here is 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 a situation that uh, if the minimum competences that are required to perform these jobs are put in place and the people are held accountable through a proper performance uh, management system to deliver that which they had committed to. I think it will it will it will take us in the direction of restoring the confidence that many of the callers mm. uh, are reflecting on, which they have lost uh, in a number of places. And we think that the the, 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 the this thing needs to be taken uh, 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 by the horns, as it were, to to make sure that there is no tolerance of somebody who produces undesirable financial results in any institution. I think that's the starting point, and the people who can do it best are the ones that are charged with the overall uh, governance of those institutions. And I'm looking at councillors in particular. Mm. I think the councillors are better placed to be the ones that shake the system largely, so that when the callers come, at least when they see what is coming through the Auditor General's report, they can say that, yes, we see this report, but it does or it does not relate to our own experience every day because that's where it actually matters at the end of the day because with all of these things that we are raising for as long as the experiences of the ordinary uh, citizens who are living in all of these municipalities is consistent with what we are finding we are still having a major battle and I think we need to start focusing on this issue to say when we say consequence we are not saying uh, there must be somebody that must be fired from the institution 
Well, there may well be situations where that is required, but certainly what we are saying is that when a person has been diagnosed or has been identified as not meeting the minimum requirements for the job, they need to be nicely uh, persuaded to consider doing something else that they are good at. It's interesting that you say nicely persuaded to be doing something else because uh, clearly from people who are listening, they shouldn't be there at you know, to begin with, so, so nicely persuaded would would not come into play. Well, I mean, I'm just saying nicely You're being persuaded, diplomatic. Okay, well, we'll continue the conversation with you because I also want to look at the PFMA and uh, that juxtaposed with the powers of the Auditor General, but just you know how the act in itself uh, is supposed to promote effective financial accountability within the system of public entities. 8.30, it's uh, time now for your news headlines with Fabakshini Chetty. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Exactly 25 minutes to 9. The question we're asking this morning is, despite the Auditor General's report on municipalities, why does financial mismanagement persist? We're in conversation with the Deputy Auditor General, Kimi Makwetu, who is in our Seapoint studios. And, of course, we're taking your calls, 891 We'll read your SMSs in just a moment. But uh, you can tweet us, if you'd like, at AMLive on SFM. That's our Twitter handle on SMS line is 34701 34701 at 2 rand per SMS so just to come back to you Mr. Makwetu on the issue of uh, the PFMA I always struggle to say that PFMA uh, the act and how it relates to municipalities I mean if you look at the objective of it it's to ensure that it puts in place financial accountability system especially over public entities and uh, all the entities are required to you know follow the line in terms of the rules and and, and that falls under national uh, treasury in the end um, thanks for the question the, 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 the very direct uh, legislative instrument that applies to the area of, uh, of uh, local government is the Municipal Finance Management Act mm-hmm. and in principle it, it almost uh, highlights exactly the same type of principles that are in the PFMA in that it attempts to promote transparent financial management as well as all the good disciplines of ensuring that there is proper accountability in handling finances of municipalities in general. And this very same uh, public fin- uh, rather municipal finance management act through regulations and various other parts of the legislation does provide for certain steps that need to be taken when there are detected areas of uh, financial misconduct for example. And, and I think that there's sufficient uh, safeguards and rules that are legislated to address this issue, whether it is to do with issues of irregular expenditure, fruitless and wasteful expenditure, and so on and so forth. Now, all of this that is in place, in order for it to be effective as intended in terms of the legislation, can only be achieved when there is some action that takes place following a deviation from these rules. So what we are flagging in this report is that there is a glaring absence of uh, utilization of the law to address the issues that the audit is picking up. And why do you think that is the case? There's been, there's been a number of uh, uh, reasons raised, among them, for example, uh, which we have picked up as we are engaging with the people charged with oversight. 
It's firstly there are some that say that well we do not necessarily have the tools, you know, the capability to apply what is prescribed in law, um, and and really that is not something we as an audit office can 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 uh, drive. Uh, it certainly is something that still remains in the hands of the of the councils among others to make sure that all of these that is put in 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 law is activated where it is necessary. Mm. Um, there may well be other reasons that we may not be uh, privy to, but uh, from at least our side of things as auditors, we do see that there certainly is no action that comes through as quickly as, uh, and if you look at the entire 278 municipalities, there are few instances in, in, in this whole population uh, where this is activated. Tais uh, Sema is on the line, he's with Samu. Uh, Tahir, a very good morning to you and thank you so much for calling. Uh, but you say that the picture is a lot worse than the picture painted by the Auditor General, why? Good morning and thank you for having me. Yes, certainly from our own experience of working in every municipality, we can confirm that the situation in the local government sector is as bad, if not worse than uh, the Auditor General has noted. In almost every municipality, corruption is rife. That is no exaggeration. We receive reports on a daily basis from all nine provinces in the country detailing corrupt practices, including maladministration and uh, nepotism in the sector. The local government sector, in our opinion, is without doubt amongst the most corrupt spheres of government with the least levels of accountability, despite legislation that is supposed to protect uh, uh, government resources. And we do believe that as long as this culture exists, where offenders appear, appear to suffer no consequences for their illegal actions, this will continue. Tate, I'm just curious, what could be the reason for that? Is it lack of uh, political will, or uh, as the Auditor General was saying, that the issue of uh, leadership comes very strongly to the fore when dealing or you know, remedying some of these issues? Certainly, it is a whole host of issues. It is the lack of accountability. It is the prevalence, high prevalence of corruption. It is uh, staff that are not properly uh, educated or trained to function in those positions. It is a whole host of issues that have been plaguing local government for such a long time. And we do strongly believe that it is time to now turn words into action. And the government must do everything possible to ensure that every cent of public money is properly spent for the purposes that it was budgeted for. Thanks a lot uh, to hear. Teresama is uh, with Samu. Basika is in the Eastern Cape. You say people who do oversight need to understand. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, I can't finish legislation. Is that is that what you're saying, Basika? Absolutely. Is it Basika uh, or Basika? You're right, my sister. Uh, local government is a highly legislated environment. And uh, it is so unfortunate that all the pieces of legislation are written in English. And uh, therefore, it makes it difficult for councillors to conduct oversight because the very aspect they are supposed to oversight today are trying to, to understand, which therefore means that the quality of councillors who are deployed into councils needs to be scrutinized because it's not only a question of going there and voting for roads, but also you've also got to oversight the executive. And secondly, it should be taken note of the fact that uh, in most local 
uh, local municipal councils. The seems to be one of them ten year South Africa, a syndicate. This syndicate is a question of the ruling party employing a municipal manager who is known to be favorable to the ruling party. That municipal manager will in turn employ a CFO and then the list goes on. And at the end of the day, what is paramount in all their dealings is the flouting and the flagrant disregard of the legislation. Now, which therefore means that in order to go forward and for our municipal councils to be able to achieve trade audit, the residents, the voting public themselves, need to be cautious as to who do they vote into councils because it will not only be a matter of service delivery, it will also be a matter of uh, oversight. All right. Thanks a lot, Pasika. Pasika in the Eastern Cape in Jabulu is on the line from the East Rand. You're calling for more accountability on expenditure in Jabulu? Jabulu, uh, thanks, Tsipisa. Uh, I, I just wanted to make my contribution as well on that part. I, I look at the efficiency of the AG himself because the report that we are discussing now is a 2012 report and we are already in the middle of 2013. Now everybody knows that uh, implementing control controls is a, is a lengthy process. Now, by the time the AG is coming back to do a 2012, mm-hmm. 2013 audit, we are way into into another tenure again. So this thing will keep coming back because by the time they are supposed to be making or implementing the recommendations of the previous report, another audit is on call. So that's one issue. But, but Njablu, just to yeah. interrupt you on that point, yeah. how, how does the audit itself interrupt people implementing turnaround strategies? No, no, I'm not being particular to a turnaround strategy. I'm looking at the controls because the, the, the audit specialty would be looking at whether or not controls are there. If they are there, are they effective and efficient mm-hmm. and adequate and so on. So if, if you go to the, the core business of the municipality is to provide basic services. Now, the element of the AG is to make sure that in the process of delivering those basic services, controls are in place, are effective and are adequate. Now, the AG picks up that there is a lack of adequacy or inefficiency on the controls, but the recommendations he makes, he makes them way into the second tenure. So by the time these guys are taking, are considering these the audit is already running. Okay. You, you wanted yeah. to make another point quickly? Another one is, 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 is that uh, the core business of the, the municipality is to provide basic services. Now, maybe it would be better for the AG to provide us with details of the unauthorized expenditures. Maybe they were, they were justified or so on, just so that we get a full picture of the, of the situation. All right, thanks, Njabula. Mr. Makwetu, how would you answer that? Uh, mm. Just on the issue of controls that Njabula is uh, making, perhaps I'm not quite getting it. I, perhaps I don't under, understand the intricacies of either the jargon or the, yeah. uh, you know, what, whatever controls that he's speaking of. If you could just speak to that issue. All right. Um, Thank you for that question, uh, uh, Tsipiso. And uh, I think the issue that uh, Njabulo is raising is, is, is very important, and, uh, and perhaps I think it needs to be underlined mm. uh, with a statement that a, an audit is a continuous process. And the issues that we are raising in the report of 2011-2012 are a recycling of almost the same issues coming from five years and longer if you remember the annual general reports of the Auditor General. Mm. So if his uh, assertion is anything to go by, 
let us test it. If the same issues were raised in 2005, 2006 and subsequent years, those controls that were raised then should have filtered through the system by now. So in essence, the issue of the, of the efficiency of the, of, of the audit uh, does not arise as a major stumbling block here because, as you had indicated, we allow the institutions to go through the motions and the process of implementing these things in our absence. The only time that we are in their face is when they give us our financial statements, when we are around in their environment for two months of a 12-month cycle. However, if you appreciate the fact that the issue of lack of competence is a matter that has been in the system for a period of time, by 2010-2011, all of that ought to have been addressed. And we're saying it shouldn't be an issue of we are now tabling a report for, 20, for 2012 in 2013. It, that, that is the nature of the audit because the audit normally examines transactions after they have happened. So we could not do it earlier. However, these controls and these issues that we are raising in terms of the flouting of supply chain management in terms of flouting of procedures in human resource management as well as not observing all the prescribed laws and regulations applying to financial management matters are issues that have been sitting in this uh, sector for quite a long time. So those controls that Njabulu is referring to, if they were being implemented diligently with the necessary level of expertise required, by now they should have been an institutional reality. So we, we kind of are raising the question about whether those controls that are being put are just for the process of getting an audit outcome now or are they for all time into the future. The other point regarding the detail of these uh, unauthorized or irregular expenditures, when we complete an audit, which normally happens around the municipal management system around November, December, at that point when we finalize the audit report and we sign off on it, we also issue into the institution directly what we refer to as a management letter. And the whole package of the annual financial statements as audited, together with a management letter that highlights all the deviations that the audit has come across, is normally tabled in the meeting of the council. And so institutionally there is enough opportunity to reflect on the root causes as well as the actions that need to follow to fix it. Okay. So this that we are doing now is really a global outcome of the analysis that we have done in the entire sector and we really are doing what is required of us to actually share it with the rest of the public as it were. So the basic fixes at an institutional level pointed as they are each one of the municipalities across the country have got exactly the detail that we produced. Just to go back to Figile Pili, he's the CEO of Zandile Management <coughs> Services, as uh, he said, he's a debt collector for municipalities. Mr. Pili, just what are your findings? Uh, do you notice any attempts or any change um, of uh, the entities that you work with to turn around some of the problems that have been highlighted? Is there any sense that people are actually trying to implement some sort of remedial measures, whether it's the financial management system itself or restructuring to ensure that there is efficiency in the management of finances and, and also to monitor performance? You know what? Um, yeah, it's a pity that people don't know about billions and the management services. If we can have design and management system for the British Bank of Scotland and also a design and management system for Ford International with my company in London, 
it tells you that to resolve this problem in South Africa, Exandil is the solution. For example, let me give free advice to the country and the nation at large. The government needs to design a management system whereby the auditor general, when he sits at his office, he must be able to see what the municipality of Nelson Mandela is doing. For instance, he must be able to see what tenders they have advertised, who was appointed, the progress of the project, where it is, where is it going to, when was those, when were those people paid, how much and what time and when. For example, he can never go every after 12 months to municipalities and audit, audit, audit. It will never work. You need to, for example, tourists in South Africa don't go to each and every shop and take stock every day. They've got a management system where they sit in their national office and monitor all the businesses. So you need to start to run municipalities like business. You cannot sit back and say, I will send auditors to certain municipalities next month. Next month, I will send auditors to another municipality. It will never work. For example, you're talking about uh, legislating uh, of municipalities. It's like me, you give me a, a, a history book 20 of, uh, by the time I was still at standard age. Do you want to tell me when I'm working for a municipality, I'll still remember that book? No. You can't depend on uh, what the legislation is saying. Put systems in place. That will be monitored 24-7. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I if you go around and say, I'll go and audit municipalities, these people are much smarter. You need to put management systems in place. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Fikile Pili, CEO of Zandila Management uh, Services. He says he does uh, debt uh, collection for municipalities. Uh, we have Rose in Durban. Uh, Rose, I think your, your point is pretty much along that line, that there needs to be uh, a, a centralization of tenders and procurement. Yes, yeah. You know, I think that uh, the old um, adage, one and one always makes two. So if you're going to keep on doing the same thing, you're going to keep on getting the same result. And I just think that <clears throat> with the lack of skills that we have in the country, it would be far better to centralize the main tenders and procurement functions at a provincial level so that you would just have nine bodies that were actually doing that. It's much easier to control. And also you can use your skills base more strongly in those particular areas instead of trying to spread it out so thinly all over in these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of municipalities that we have. I just think that what we're looking for here is a lot more control and until we have um, proper skills that can come into place and, 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 and be sure that we're getting people of integrity, we need to be able to be in a situation where we can control the whole situation much better. All right, thanks. Uh, Thank okay. you so much, Rose. And uh, before I get you to answer that question, Mr. Makwetu, and uh, the issue that uh, Mr. Billy was raising, I'd like to read some SMSs because there are a lot of them. Or perhaps maybe let me get you to answer the question and then we'll get you to answer some of the questions raised in the SMSs. So is centralizing of uh, municipalities and the financial management system the way to go, the, the issue of tenders, the procurement, that too raised in, in that suggestion? Um, thanks, Professor. Uh, the, the issue of the controls, we, we, we're clearly putting a lot of emphasis on, on tightening controls. Whether these controls are still within the individual municipality 
or they are centralized. I, 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 I have no specific uh, preference for where they should sit. But fundamentally, I think the principle that needs to be captured is that any environment that is not properly controlled is vulnerable to all sorts of things that tend to go wrong. And so that is the issue I think we all need to anchor. I think the people who design some of these and uh, develop the architecture of these systems and these institutions can probably give better insight into what is the preferred model. Is it a centralized model or is it a different model, depending on other things that it may impact on. However, for us, we think that we want to remain uh, and anchor the issue of introducing strong controls. Because the other area which, which is prevalent within, within the local government environment and is reflected largely in our report is the assessment that we have done in the area of uh, information technology controls, among others. Now this is this is now the the vehicle or the tools that are used in municipalities to manage finances. Now the question we keep asking ourselves all the time is when everybody else has locked the doors at the end of the day and somebody from wherever hacks into these systems and find it uh, into some of the modules in the system where it is not properly protected, who to what extent can these municipalities immediately detect it at the point when it happens, mm. if those prevention controls have been have been bypassed? So these are some of the difficulties that I think will need to be confronted because those institutional systems of control have not been fully developed. I think I mentioned a very interesting point about the language used for you know instructions of municipal finance management. Is that a factor at all that, uh, the, I mean, we're living in a country where we have 11 official languages and people, whether they are competent or not, the issue of language has become very important in affecting service delivery. Certainly, I think some of these are, and many, many uh, councillors, when we went around the, the door-to-door uh, visits across the, the, the provinces, have admitted to some difficulty that they encounter with this. But we have also indicated that there is no shortage of support to address some of those uh, difficulties that they encounter in carrying out their work. Perhaps it's a question of uh, making sure that that support is accessed. Uh, mm-hmm. Audit committees are there, for example, among others, to assist. But I think one of the things that we need to focus on, if a councillor has been assigned the role of infrastructure in their municipality, they probably are in the front line in deciding what and leading the process of determining, among others, what it is that is going to be done. At least at that level, somebody can say, but you said A must be done. Have you checked that A has been done? And I'm not too sure whether that could be a complex issue to start with, because other complex issues that have to do with difficult financial management concepts can be handled by the other levels within the institution mm-hmm. if they are all geared towards driving proper oversight. Okay, I've got a lot of SMSs, so if you allow me, I'm going to read them before I go to Kaya. We have Nganda Gate scandal and fencing of Nightingale Tattoo at 200,000 rand. Fish starts to rot at the head. JZ does not lead by moral example, says Tandy in Mshanga Rocks. What percentage of municipal, municipal staff responsible for the books actually understand accounts on how to keep the books manual computerized, uh, not signed? Ray says, uh, the Auditor General workers malicious. Why is there no reaction from the President? What a disgrace. Who will take responsibility at ministerial level? Faisal Mayfair says, Hi, so why do 
says the Auditor General will not centralise employment and dispatch of accountants to provinces and municipalities. This makes the finances independent and accountable, less corruption. Pilani Soweto, corruption persists. We need to continue to fight it everywhere. Lula moment should have been a reminder. Ray says, uh, what a disgrace. Okay, that's the same SMS we read earlier on. Is it a time we accepted that local government throughout the country isn't free for? Not signed Fiona says accountants should do a community service here in municipalities, physios, doctors, pharmacists, etc. already doing this. David Mtunzi in Mabato says case of Bobby Mutaung stands out as a shining example despite millions gone missing no one is held accountable Marie says it's high time we take politics out of municipalities in fighting and no service nothing will change and uh, let's see there are quite a lot this one says I hope you're going to mention Moy River Municipality which has been on strike for over a month now we have had no service no refuse removal no licenses let's go to Kaya in the Eastern Cape just very briefly Kaya hi Hi, Tabiso, how are you? Well, thanks, and you. Thank you. I'm going to be quick with Tabiso. Thanks. thanks for taking my call. Thanks, sir. I just want to speak to two things quickly. The first one is this general, um, you know, perception, exaggeration that the ruling party is deploying incompetent uh, people into local government, municipal managers, CFOs, and what they like. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is entirely true, with Tabiso. If you can check at the Auditor General's report, which was tabled in Parliament last for the last financial year, for the last audit, it actually indicated or pointed to a direction of improvement in many municipalities across the country. But there are challenges that we're having. The skills issue for instance. The competency levels that were set for 2013 are addressing exactly who is supposed to be in charge of the municipality. So that's the first thing. So the ruling party has got nothing to do with people who are corrupt and, and uh, doing fraud in these municipalities. Because the ANC does not deploy people in Okay. Kai, I'm afraid we have run out of yeah. time, but uh, your point is well taken. Thanks a lot, Kai, in the Eastern Cape. And just to wrap up, Mr. Makwetu, what about the powers of the Auditor General? Does it have enough teeth to deal with some of these challenges, or does it require review? On our side, we think that in, in order to effectively execute the mandate of the audit office, uh, it would help if it remained the way it is because there's many other agencies and other layers of oversight that can do work further beyond what we've done because if the essence of providing an independent assurance to the public as well as to society about the state of financial affairs is mixed up with other things, it might be something that over a period of time could not be sustained. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Deputy Auditor General Kimi Makwetu in our Point Studios, thanks to you as well. I do apologize for not being able to read all the SMSs. There really were quite a lot, but we thank you so much for participating. It's 9 o'clock time now for the news with Fabakshini Chetty.